1 this morning, Deuteronomy chapter number 1. And I want to talk just a little bit today about the subject, the purpose of fatherhood. And we don't always, you know, we don't, we don't always preach a message that goes along with a holiday or, a, or a, a, a certain themed day. But it does seem like this is the direction that God has led us today. And I can't think of anything that's more important than the position of being a father and a dad. Um, I can't think of anything that's more absent today than fatherhood. Uh, one of the reasons, and I'm sure there are several, but one of the reasons that we're seeing what's happening in our nation in a big way is because some people don't understand the purpose of fatherhood. Uh, absolutely. There's not even a shadow of a doubt about that. And so I want to try to help us a little bit today. All of our dads, those of you who are not dads, you probably will be. And uh, you, you young men need to really hear me out, listen, listen to your pastor today, because you know what? And I know right now you're saying, not me, we're never going to have kids. <laughs> That's probably going to change, though. That's probably going to change. And you'll probably, you'll probably be a dad one day. And so I want you to really give me your undivided attention, if you will. Deuteronomy chapter 1, when you find your place, if you're able to stand, let's stand out of respect for the reading of God's Word. And we're going to read just two verses and then I'm going to pray, and then we're going to read several other verses today in our Bibles. Deuteronomy chapter 1, and uh, I want you to look, if you will, please, at verse number 30. Deuteronomy 1, verse number 30 says, The Lord your God which goeth before you, he shall fight for you according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. Now look at verse number 31. The Bible says, And in the wilderness where thou hast seen how that the Lord thy God bare thee, as a man doth bear his son in all the way that you went until you came into this place. I want to read that again, and I want to really draw out a couple few words there that we're going to really pay attention to. Verse 31 again, and, and in the wilderness where thou hast seen how that the Lord thy God bare thee. Notice this phrase. As a man doth bear his son. As a man doth bear his son and all the way that you went until you came into this place. You may be seated this morning and we're going to have a, a, a prayer and then we're going to jump right into the Bible study this morning. And I'm, I'm so glad you're here today. Let's bow for prayer. Father, we thank you for this time that we have together today. It's been a good service already. If we had the closing prayer and went home right now, it would have still been well worth us coming. But Lord, as we try to... Lord, as we try to, to bring the service to the close or to a close with some time around your word, God, I pray that you'd knit our hearts together now. God, I pray that you'd settle us. I pray that we would, uh, I pray that we would focus on the word of God right now. And Father, the best that we know how, we plead the blood of Jesus Christ over the service. And God, I pray that you would keep the powers of Satan out. And God, I pray that you would not allow the devil to distract today, but I, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would accomplish your perfect will. Lord, keep me focused. Help my mind to be clear. Help my words to be precise. Help me to say only that that you won't said, and I pray that I will skip over anything that you don't want said today. Help us, please, Father. We love you and praise you. 
And we ask you for your power. In Jesus' name we pray and for his sake and all God's people said, amen. I'm interested in those words in verse number 31. As a man doth bear his son. As a man doth bear his son. If you want want to turn over there, you're welcome to do so. Psalm 103. Psalm 103 in your Bibles. and, And look with me, if you will, please, at verse number 10. Psalm 103. One of my absolute favorite Psalms, uh, Psalm 103, and look at verse number 10 this morning. The Bible says, He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Look at verse 11. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward them that fear Him. Verse 12 says, And uh, as as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Now look at verse 13. The Bible says, like as a father pitieth his son or his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Again, like as, like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Turn, turn over just a few uh, pages to Proverbs chapter 3. And look, if you will, please, at verse number 12. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 12. And the Bible says this. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but the Bible was repeating those words over and over again. As a father, as a father, as a man doth bear his son. Our fatherhood presently, presently, our fatherhood right now is a picture of the relationship that we ought to have with our heavenly father who lives in heaven. Uh, our, Our fatherhood presently is a picture of the relationship that we ought to have with our Heavenly Father right now. Let me illustrate right off, the, right off the bat here. Let me illustrate. So many years ago, Dr. Dr. Jack Howes gave this illustration. He was the pastor of the First Baptist Church of Hammond, and, and they had had a Sunday morning service, and he had to take care of some business after the service. And so it was just a little while before he was able to get away, but his son Dave had, had stayed behind. He was just a little guy, and he had stayed behind because he wanted to ride home with his dad. And so uh, he finally got you know, some of the administrative things cleared up that he needed to do. And he and Dave went out and got in the car and they were on their way home. And as they were on their way home, uh, Brother Howell said to his son, he said, Dave, he said, how was Sunday school today? And he said, Dad, Sunday school was good. He said, well, Dave, what did you learn in Sunday school today? And of course, that all-time famous answer that the kids give, Dad, we learned about God today in Sunday school. And he said, oh, that's very good. He said, well, Dave, he said, what did you learn about God in Sunday school? And he, uh, with that little toddler mind, he remarked back and he said, well, Dad, he said, we learned that when I do bad, it disappoints God. He said, wow, well, that's a really good lesson. He said, man, that's great, Dave. He said, that's wonderful. He said, Dave, did you learn anything else? And then that little sheepish voice came back and he said, Dad, he said, I learned that 
when I continue to do bad, sometimes God has to spank me. And then there was a pause for just a little while. There was silence in the car. Brother Howell said, my little boy looked over at me behind the wheel and he said, Dad, are you God? Are you God? Did you know without any shadow of a doubt today that earthly fathers are to be a picture of our heavenly father? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 9, furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence, shall we not much, much more rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse number 9, the Bible says, uh, Or what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, daddies, that's what he's saying, if ye then... Fathers, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? And so again, I just want to make sure that we, uh, that we, that we make sure that we cover this point this morning. And the point is this, that daddies, you and I, what a responsibility is on our shoulders because you and I have the responsibility of portraying God to our kids and to all those that come in contact with us. Again, you are. You say, no, 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 preacher, not me. Yes, you. Uh, wherever you are in, in your life right now, whatever level you may be of your spiritual life, I promise you that somebody's watching you and you say, well, you know, preacher, you know what, I'm an adult man. I don't even have kids yet, but, but I guarantee you this, some kid's watching you. Somebody somewhere is watching you. You always have some type of a following. Somebody is always paying attention to you. It might be a family member. It might be a nephew. It might be a niece. It might be a cousin. It might be a coworker's child. It might be a young man that's in this church right now and you don't even know it, but they're watching your life. They're watching your testimony. They're watching your actions. They're listening to your words. And so, hey, hey fathers, we are a portrayal uh, here on earth of what our heavenly father is in heaven. Now, with that said, I want to go on and say this. What better way to distort a person's view of God than to, than to distort his view of an earthly father? You know what? It is little wonder that people are so mad at God nowadays. And they are mad at God. We meet them a lot. Now, should they be mad at God? Absolutely not. Do they really have a legitimate reason for being mad at God? Absolutely not. He's perfect and pure and peaceful and great and good and godly and loving and generous and giving and gracious. And I'm going to tell you what, he, he ain't never done me nothing but good. The song says, I'm telling you what, what a God, what a heavenly father I serve. He's never done me wrong. He's only done me right. But we meet people almost on a weekly basis that are bitter about the Lord and bitter at God. And they believe that God is unfair and they believe that God is uncaring and they believe that God is a cold God and they have a hard time relating to their heavenly father and many of them say you know what I don't even believe at God at all and the truth is it's because they never experienced an earthly father who portrayed to them just how great their heavenly father really is 
You know what I'm telling you is the truth. We have kids right now that are growing up with no dad at all. In fact, the Washington Times reported some time back that there are 15 million children in living in America that do not have any kind of a father present. That's one out of three. One out of every three kids in America is living in a, in a situation, living in a home situation where there's no dad present. Now again, I just want to tell us dads, if you don't get anything outside of this message today, I just want to tell us that a dad has amazing influence as a father. It is nothing to me, uh, nothing small about it, nothing little about it. Hey, if you're here this morning and you are a dad man you are in the big leagues you are in the major leagues I'm so thankful for our mothers I'm so thankful for these godly ladies that are trying to rear their kids in the Lord but daddy may I say there is no there is no nothing that will ever take the place of a good godly daddy in the home literally this is the truth I'm not just listen literally if you're a dad, you have the ability and the power to change the world. You really do. Can I show you, can I show you something that God showed me just the other day? And I thought, wow, this goes so much with this message today. Would you take your Bibles this morning and turn back to the very first, first book of your Bible, Genesis chapter 45. I, I came across this verse the other day and I'm sure that, I, that I've read it in the past. In fact, I've, I'm sure I've read it many times probably. But, but you know what? Sometimes you just go back to the Bible and something just stands out like it never stood out before. In Genesis chapter 45, in verse number 7, the Bible tells us about a man by the name of Joseph. Joseph. Did you know that literally an entire nation was transformed because of Joseph's influence. But I want you to notice what kind of influence it was. Would you look at Genesis 45 and verse number 7. The Bible says, and God sent me. Joseph is speaking here to his brothers. And he said, and God sent me before you to preserve you a, pros a posterity in the earth. And to save your lives by great deliverance. Now watch closely. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. Look at this, look at this. And he hath made me a what? A father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Now, was Joseph really a father to Joseph? Uh, was Joseph really a father to Pharaoh? And the answer, of course not. But I'm going to tell you one thing. He was having an amazing influence over the Pharaoh. I don't know if the Pharaoh was young. I don't know what the situation was, but I know this. He began to look. He began to look at Joseph as a father figure, and literally because of Joseph's influence, an entire nation took on a whole new face. An entire nation was transformed because one man used the influence that he had. Oh, listen to me, Dad. You have an amazing power today, an amazing influence today. When your kids look at you and your grandkids look at you and your great-grandkids kids look at you, you understand that you and I are a portrayal of what God is supposed to be. Now here's the thing. If our responsibility is to paint a biblical picture of God, then we need to know a little bit about the Lord, don't we? So can I give you this morning quickly, can I give you just a few attributes that stand out about 
our Heavenly Father? Hey, how about this? Number one, we notice that God is the same. God is the same. I'm just going to spit these out. Psalm 102, verse 27. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. Uh, Malachi chapter 3, verse number 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse number 12. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. How about Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 8. Jesus Christ the same, yesterday and today and forever. How about James chapter 1, verse number 17, which is one of my favorite verses. For every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow, of turning. You know what that means? It's the idea of the planetary, the rotation of the planetary system. They're constantly in rotation. We have a changing of seasons. We have winter. We have summer. We have spring. We have fall. And you know what James is saying about our Heavenly Father? God is not like that. There is no rotation. There is no change. He is always the same. You know what? He's never moody one day and happy the next day. He's never, he's never fair one day and unfair the next day. I want to tell you what. Our God is always the same every single day. I wake up on Monday, he's merciful. I go to him on Tuesday and he's merciful. I go to him on Wednesday and he's a God of compassion. I'm gonna tell you what, he loves me on Thursday and he loves me on Friday and he loves me on Saturday and he loves me on Sunday and thank God even when I do wrong and even when I disappoint him and even when I let him down, hallelujah, he's still the same God. He's always been. After 39 years of knowing him, I wanna tell you, he is the same. He's the same. We call it the immutability of God. He's an immutable God. Immutable. Preacher, what's that mean? It means dependable. It means reliable. It means predictable. I love that word. And he is. He's predictable. It means responsible, trustworthy, steady. Now, I don't want to bring this thing down, but I, I just want to say this. Well, I feel so sorry for those kids who have daddies that are constantly changing. I feel so sorry for those children in America that have daddies that are like that planetary system. Constantly in rotation. Well, he's in this season right now. But he'll be in another season next week. And there's no telling what season he'll be in in the next one. Constantly changing. Sometimes fired up. Sometimes cold as a cucumber. Sometimes in church. So I'm not, listen, I'm just trying. I just want to preach to you a little bit this morning. Sometimes read their Bible, sometimes don't. Sometimes in church, sometimes not. Sometimes fired up, sometimes not. I mean, just constantly changing. Sometimes using the right kind of words and then two or three days using profanity and just always up and down and all around and on that constant roller coaster ride. And I'm going to be honest, I feel so sorry for those children because they never know where daddy's going to be. And you know what? It's no wonder the kids, when they think about God, they think, I don't want anything to do with him. I wouldn't either if he changed like that all the time. But God's the same. God is always the same. You know what that means, fellas? We have to be that way. 
We have to be always the same. Listen, you know, one of the things, and you've heard me say this over the years many times, but one of the things that's killing our young people. Now listen, if you want deep preaching, you're going to have to go somewhere else. You're not, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth, you're not going to get it here. But if you want a little bit of help, I think you've come to the right place. You say, preacher, do you have any advice that you can give me that will help me with my children? I do. Y'all ready? Be the same. Just be the same. Let them see you reading your Bible on Monday. Let them see you reading your Bible on Tuesday. And then let them see you reading your Bible on Wednesday. Be here on Sunday morning. Come back on Sunday night. Come back on Wednesday night. Be here for revival. You say, well, preacher, you know what? I'll come back later when you can give us some deep philosophy. You know what? We, you may come back one of these days when there's a preacher here that's giving deep philosophy, but I'm just telling you, that deep philosophy is not always what you need. A lot of times the greatest things in life are simplicity, are simple things. And I'm just telling you, God is a God that's always the same. And daddy, here's what you need to do today. You need to anchor yourself in Jesus Christ and say from this day on I'm not moving I'm not moving I'm not going to continue to change I'm going to love God and love Jesus and love the church and serve the Lord and I'm not going to change from here on out Proverbs 14 21 my son fear thou the Lord and the king and meddle not with them that are given to change man I wouldn't I, I don't mean this disrespectfully I don't, honestly, I don't. People, you know, but what we hear so much about bipolar nowadays. Everybody's bipolar. Not making light. If there's somebody here this morning who has a situation, I'm not making light of that. But I would say this, after 29 years of pastoring the same church, it seems like there's a lot of bipolar Christians. Up, down, all around, Hey, Christian, just be the same. You say, well, preacher, I'm not um, super Christian. Not supposed to be. But you can be the same. Just be the same. And so we notice here that we notice that God is the same. How about this? Number two, quickly, we notice God is a spirit. John chapter 4, verse number 24, the Bible says God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. You know what that tells me? There's a very spiritual aspect to God the Father. It also tells me this, that there ought to be a very spiritual aspect to earthly fathers. My dad's probably watching right now. Love my mom and dad. We got a chance to spend a little time with him last night at a distance. I love my mom and dad. And if my dad knew I was going to say this today, he'd probably tell me not to. But, I'm, but he's not here and I'm in control today. Amen. <laughs> and I'll hear about it next time I see him. My dad was a man's man. He was. My dad was a no-nonsense kind of guy. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You have that kind of dad. I mean, dad was a, let's get her done. Quit whining, suck your lip in, 
Well, I got a headache. We can get it done with a headache. I got a sniffle. We can get it done with a sniffle. I mean, let's get it done. That's the kind of dad I had. No nonsense. Honestly, my dad, my dad is, is the hardest working man I've ever met. But my dad had a very spiritual side. I can't tell you the times that I would, as a kid, as I, I would walk into the, we had a little, a little uh, dining area off the back of our house. I can't tell you the times I would get up as a kid and walk out into that little dining area and daddy would have his Bible out. And many times he'd have his Unger Bible dictionary and he'd have Dr. J. Vernon McGee's through the Bible and, and he'd have all his books and daddy would be reading the word of God and studying the word of God. I can't tell you the times that I got up and I saw my dad in his Bible. There, was, there were many a night where we would be getting ready to go to bed at night and I, I, would, I would be in my bedroom. We'd already be tucked in. And as kids do sometimes, I'd think about that one last thing that I need to say to mom and dad. I'd hop out of the bed, run down the hallway, and I'd bolt through the door into daddy's bedroom and I can't tell you the times that I found my dad on his knees beside the bed as I very quietly backed out of the room. Now, now, now dad never stood up and, say, and said, be spiritual. But I tell you what he did do, he set an example. You know what? You know what my dad did do? He painted a picture. Dad had a very spiritual side. As you've heard me say before, Dad would always have us pray to begin the day. We would be on our way to church in our four-door sedan, all seven of us. <laughs> so, man, why didn't y'all have a minivan? We didn't know what a minivan was. There wasn't no such thing as a minivan back then. There was a little Volkswagen uh, thing. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, that was a minivan back then. And uh, we'd pile in that, that uh, four-door sedan on our way to church. And without, without fail, without fail, my daddy would say, all right, let's pray. Our church is about five or ten minutes away, and daddy said, let's pray. He'd say, Billy, you pray for us today. Let's pray for our pastor. Let's pray for the Sunday school teachers. Let's pray that, let, let's pray for the music. Let's pray. My brother would lead the family in prayer. I, I, I can't tell you probably the hundreds of times that happened in our family. We'd get up in the morning, every once in a while, dad would take us to school. We'd get in that old Ford Ranger pickup. Dad's heading to Uniglass, taking us, gonna take us by the school, and we'd get in the, the, the Ford and Getting ready to head up the road, and dad would say, Let's say a prayer for the day. Let's pray. Let's ask God to help us. Let's ask God to bring us through the day. Are y'all hearing me today? What, what, what are you saying? I'm saying there was a very spiritual side to my dad. Hey, dad, do you have a spiritual side? Do your kids know that you love the Lord? Do they know that you're saved? Do they know that you're a child of God? You say, well, preacher, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a preacher. Okay, I'm not talking about being a preacher. But do they know you're a Christian? Do they, do they see that spiritual side about you? I thought about Joshua. Joshua was not only the spiritual leader of his people, but he was the spiritual leader to his family. 
For he said in Joshua 24 and verse number 15, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Listen, God is the same, and God is a spirit daddy. That's all I'm saying this morning. Man, just work at being the same. Just work at being, oh no, we'll never get it down like the Lord. There's no doubt about that. But just be the same. Not reading your Bible at all? Okay. How about starting out with a verse? Can you do that? Can you start out with a verse and let your just just happen to let your family see it? And then the next day you can read two. And the next day you can read three. Man, just you know what? Spiritual. God is the same. God is the spirit, but how about this and we're done? Number three, God is a source of love. First John 4, 7, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth and knoweth not God, for God is love. We're done, but I want you to take your Bibles. One last place, turn to Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter number eight in your Bibles. And look, if you will, at verse number, 30, uh, verse number 35, Romans 8, 35. God's a source of love. Oh, what verses these are. Romans 8, 35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter, nay, In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hey, Daddy, I know you're busy. And there's a bunch of busy daddies in this church. There is. And I'm thankful for that. I know you're busy. But don't be so busy that you don't have time to make sure your kids feel loved. Don't be so caught up in the day and so caught up in the schedule and so caught up in your job, so caught up in your hobby that you don't take the time to let your kids know, I love you. My daddy was a busy man. Great day, daddy. Daddy worked two jobs. But daddy always let us know. And we always knew. There was something that was understood. Man, daddy loved us. We never doubted that. Make sure that your kids know that you love them. Let me give you a picture. It was 1992. Barcelona, Spain. The Olympics. A young black man by the name of Derek Redmond. He had lined up for the 400-meter semifinal, and, and I'm going to be honest, he was fast. In fact, the rumor was, without a shadow of a doubt, he was coming back to America with the medal. He had practiced and trained and trained and trained for years. He was fast as lightning. 
As that gun sounded and those runners began to make their way around that track, Derek Redmond said in his own words, I heard something pop. And he tore a hamstring just a little ways from the finish line. All the runners came running by him. Of course, there was no way he could win. But Derek Redmond said, I was determined I was going to cross that finish line. If I had to crawl. Derek Redmond got up but was having a difficult time just really just hobbling like a crippled man. And all of a sudden, out of the stands, a man came running out of the stands. The official said, no, 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 you, you're not. And, and Jimmy Redmond said, get out of my way. Get out of my way. That's my boy. I got chills just thinking about it. And Jimmy Redmond made his way down on that track, and he picked his son up, put his arm around him, acted like a crutch of sorts. And step by step, in agonizing pain, Derek Redmond and his daddy walked across that finish line. I'm going to be honest. I don't know who actually won that race. I know this, though. That when him and his daddy crossed the finish line, all eyes were on them. And they said that stadium erupted into a standing ovation. Everyone stood and began to clap and began to cheer Derek Redmond and Derek Redmond's dad because they saw the love that a father had for his son. Hey, Daddy. This is, only, this is what I'm saying this morning. Are you portraying to your children what God is all about? When your kids look at you, hey, Dad, when your little boys and your little girls look at you, could they say, Dad, are you God? If not, Man, you know what? Let's make some changes today. Let's make some changes. And you know what would be, you know what? This would be a, this, this day would be well worth it if some daddies walked out here this morning and said, you know what? Things are getting ready to change. I'm getting ready to be the daddy that God wants me to be. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, I thank you so much for this time we've had together today. Thank you for the great music. Thank you for the wonderful fellowship. And God, I thank you for the time we've had around the Word of God today. Lord, every one of these fathers, and I know many of them, and some of them are just the greatest people in the world. I'm glad I, I'm privileged to know them. But God, if we're a dad today, we have an awesome responsibility. It's really a responsibility that the mother doesn't have. Lord, we are a painting, a portrayal. We're to be to our kids what our Heavenly Father is to us. Father, today I pray that you'd give us some daddies that would walk out of this place differently today. God, may we use the altar today. Now, there may be other needs. Maybe there are those here that need to be saved. Lord, a daddy would never give his kids a better gift than to give them a saved daddy.
And I pray today they would come. Lord, I maybe somebody here today needs to rededicate their life to Jesus Christ. I pray they'll come. Commit their life to the Lord. Maybe someone's been saved, but they've never been baptized. And today they need to make themselves a candidate for baptism. Maybe there are those that are not the member of a good Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church. And you would guide them to join with this family here. Whatever it is, Lord, I pray you'd have your way in the next few moments. We sure thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Let me just ask one question, and I'm going to pray, and we're going to stand. Is there one here today, anywhere, I'm not going to embarrass you, I'm not going to come back and try to drag you down the aisle, I've never done that. But I wonder if there might be one here today who would say, Pastor, if I died today, I'm not sure about heaven, would you pray for me? Right now, you'd slip your hand up, let me pray for you. Is there one like that anywhere? Preacher, if I died, I'm not sure I'd go to heaven. Would you please remember me? Pray for me, Pastor. Pray for me. I'm not sure that I'm saved. Would you stand with us all over the house this morning? Folks are coming. We'll just keep our heads bowed and our eyes closed just for a little bit. And if you need to use the altar, the altar's open. If you need prayer, Pastor will be here to help you. And so let's pause just for a moment. Hey, Calvary, let's use the altar today. You come. While we wait, while we wait, you come today. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed while folks are using the altar. You know what? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, there's one more person that needs to make a decision today. It could be as often as the case, somebody's just, they know they need to come, but they're sort of holding out. Hey, can I encourage you right now just to let go, let God have his way? And especially if you're here today and you need to be born again. My goodness, there's not a better day to receive Christ than this day right here. What a Father's Day present. What a Father's Day present to give your family to come back and say, hey, I received Christ as my Savior today. I'm going to ask my wife if she would play through one more stanza. If you're here this morning, we can help you. Hey, listen, you come today while we wait. Altar's open. 